Welcome to the Totally Unrelated, a place for big ideas, brain farts, and the occasional venting sessions. My name is Irina. And I'm Diana. And we'll be doing what we do best, rolling our eyes at each new mutation of humanity's stupidity gene and the conditions that bring this about. For today, just to show that our title, our podcast title, Totally Unrelated, is um, serious business, we will talk about something that has pretty much no, no Nazi connection. connection. With, uh, yeah, no, no, no Nazi connection. For, for once, there's no Nazi, no, no hidden Nazi connection. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we managed. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, just to sort of give you a, a brief on uh, the whole point and format of this podcast, it is in, inspired by our uh, quite long um, uh, calls. Yeah in which we just skip from one topic to the other without any apparent relation or logic just because we <laughs> like to hear each other uh, hear about what uh, the other things uh, in regards to different topics and and we also like to moan and complain a lot about the thing that things that piss us off or uh, yeah yeah or things that we deem unjust or annoying so uh Pretty much. Yeah, so expect uh, the un- unexpected for each episode is probably going to be all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. But if you're uh, the sort of person who would like to hang out with us, you're probably into this sort of thing, hopefully. Hopefully. And uh, after all, um, even if you're not, hopefully it's interesting as a subject. So anyway, um, what we uh, decided to be our topic of the day is um, badly written relationships in movies and uh, TV shows and why they are the norm rather than just an embarrassing mistake from some rookie writer. And um, um, we, although we did warn you about this post, uh, podcast acting as a safe place for our venting session, um, you'll see that we do try to tie our discontent in some larger issues. The thing is, me and Diana, we are the bestest of friends, and um, we agree on mostly everything, and yet somehow we have vastly different interests and different views, especially on movies, shows, books, and music. The idea for this episode came after... Um, came about after numerous times when I basically raged um, about the fact that writers in a lot of the mainstream TV shows and movies just do not know what to do with people Mm. um, who are in a relationship with a couple. It's like they are adverse to writing healthy, interesting relationships. And somehow the only true-to-life thing they could write about a couple is how they break apart. Possibly also in a most cliche way. I am uh, one of those um, people who do not write. Um, well, you do it all. You do it both as a hobby and as your job. Um, and um, well, mostly, mostly as my job. Mostly because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here. <laughs> mostly because it it pays the rent. Well, not the rent. It pays for stuff. Um, but um, even though you are the one who, who does this, I am the one who gets angry about writing. 
Um, and a good chunk of, <laughs> uh, of our dynamic is me being angry about writers committing some mortal very sins. Very angry. Like when I'm, I, I take my anger seriously. Um, and when uh, writers piss me off, I consider it, you know, like some mortal sin. Um, and I call you and I tell you about this and it's generally about some movie or TV series that you didn't watch and you have no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> but luckily for me, <laughs> you're generally up for hearing about it, even if you honestly, in the, deep down in your soul, you don't actually care. I mean, it, to be honest, it's quite interesting because although you rage, you truly rage because uh, this is obviously something that pisses you off. Um, you are surprisingly coherent when you're angry. <laughs> so, so I don't just get like a torrent of uh, insults hurled at uh, bad writers or at stupid actors or things like that. Uh, and if I ask for like, okay, so what, what, what is this movie about and things like that, you can actually um, conjure up a plot summary quite uh, easily. Well, good to know, good to know. So, I, 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 <laughs> I would feel less bad at my next rage session. Uh, so the also, thing also, also, you're one of the... Also, you're one of the people who are funny when they rage. Well, I think mostly because I know you don't rage at me, so it's, I feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the subject of your rage. <laughs> you, you get quite fierce. You, you could never, you could never. Um, so, one of the things about me is that I genuinely love movies and TV shows. And I watch an unhealthy amount of both. And <laughs> I, I can testify to that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love the deep, well-thought-out, well-written ones. Um, but I also really genuinely love silly as shit <laughs> stuff. Um, the, I'm, 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 I can I'm, also testify to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people genuinely refer to those kind of things as guilty pleasure, but um, for me, they are actual things that I love, that I'm into it. So you know, I'm, I'm like, give me all the beautiful people, hunting ghosts, drinking blood, turning into werewolves, while also being in high school or in college, you know, the whole shebang. Um, but horror of horrors, I do want to watch this stuff, but I also want it to make sense, damn it. Because, okay, when a show is about ghosts or, or vampires or aliens, uh, it has this built-in feature of silliness. And um, I love it when there is... Um, at least a small percent of tongue-in-cheek writing going on, a small nod from the show that it knows to not take itself completely serious, but being self-aware that you are not aiming to be Tarkovsky does not mean free license to shit all over logic or to screw continuity or to make it seem that you do not remember your own story or to make conversations between people seem forced and cringy. I mean, sure, they might be alien, but the conversation doesn't need to feel alien, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're alien, but they're not necessarily stupid. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> and also referring to what you said about, uh, like, uh, the show uh, uh, 
uh, winking at the audience about not make, not taking things too seriously. Um, I don't know if you personally have a problem with this, but uh, like there are these two extremes where either a show will take itself too seriously, attaching some deep meaning to every single part of its characters, while at the other end you have this sort of um, prepubescent stand-up comedy wannabe writing style mm -hmm. uh, that will never allow its characters to have a scene with an honest display of emotion ever. Mm -hmm. Like any meaningful moment needs to be followed uh, immediately, and I mean immediately, by some silly-ass joke. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like a constant wink-wink, nudge-nudge to, uh, to the audience that, oh, hey, look, um, we are not those pretentious posers who smell their own farts because we are like ironic and cynical about everything. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it was fun with um, Deadpool and a couple of other titles uh, that were doing it or, you know, way before Deadpool. But... <sighs> You know, th there are stories that really work with this meta shit, uh, but with when you sort of squeeze it into everything, mm -hmm. I, I just feel like rolling my eyes and just like screaming at them. Just allow yourselves to have a bit of both mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, don't take yourself too seriously and Lana Del Rey everything and <laughs> never, never go full Nolan. My God. Uh, but also this 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 might be like a serious contentious point if we're mocking the seriousness of Christopher Nolan, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, never go full Nolan, but also you're allowed to uh, like feel things because uh, it's okay to grow and not just have characters that are sneering bastards all the time. Uh, it's okay to even be soppy or melodramatic because that's how people sometimes are. I mean, uh, Balmodovar has made an, like an entire career out of this. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, feels are real and they're, they're okay. Yeah, sure. Because a lot of the times things tend to be um, divided into two. The ones that are melodramatic to an over the you know over the decency point <laughs> moment and the ones that are like what even are feelings that elusive decency point <laughs> yes and 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 also you know um this this turns tends to be a, a bigger problem in tv shows than in movies because um in a movie it tends to be around two hours and depending um, what you're presenting, if those two hours do not represent a, a big chunk of the person's life, you don't necessarily expect a big change. So if the person is a cynical, not in touch with his emotion character at the beginning, you don't necessarily, you're not very bothered that it's the same at the end of the two hours. But I am very bothered by this in shows where Basically, you're watching season after season and that person never changes. And uh, now what comes to mind, for example, is uh, BBC Sherlock. Well, there were many problems with that, with that show. But the problem with the, I, what we're talking about is that you, they portray their main character, Sherlock, as being this incredible genius. And somehow he never, ever manages to understand anything about who he is and, you know, uh, enact even a little bit of personal growth. It's like, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> I think we've already talked about how uh, when I initially uh, started getting into D&D uh, and RPGs, I was surprised by the fact that you had different stats for wisdom and intelligence because mm -hmm. I thought, you know, as, a, as my younger self thought, well, if you're smart, then you should also be smart about, you know, realizing your surroundings and how people uh, expect you to behave or what makes them tick and everything. But like, no, no, mm -hmm. you can... As you said, you can be genuinely a genius, which basically means you're very good at one or two or a couple of things. It yes. doesn't mean that you're... Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what a genius basically is. I mean, you're hyper-specialized. Of course, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but you can still be a total idiot in terms of how you relate to people. So I know, I know people make a lot of fun about emotional intelligence being this bogus thing, but... You know, just call it wisdom if you feel like it's more folksy or more uh, more of a real thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So, yeah, the, um, the, the point I was trying to make is that um, I am all, all for uh, these shows uh, being um, written lightheartedly. But even if you go for mm -hmm. easy, please write it consistently. And for the love of God, do not retcon. This is killing me. Continuity is my jam. I mean, why is continuity almost like anathema to most TV shows? And uh, I will restrain myself from exploding with rage about this shiny new thing called retconning your own show via Twitter. I mean, when did this happen? Why did this happen? When did it become acceptable to write a shit script and then to try to explain what you're trying to do via tweeting? You're a paid writer. I remember at least five angry calls from you on that, this topic. Like, seriously, so. how is this okay? This is your job. You're supposed to write and put the stuff that you uh, actually thought about in the script and you put it on Twitter. And also, you know, do make up the rules of your own universe, no matter how silly, but stick to them once you decided on what they are. And please decide what you want to, your characters to be and then give me some in-character behavior because a lot of characters, it's like they suffer from some sort of mental disease from one episode to the next. And, you know, uh, not only I would like character, uh, characters to behave in a consistent manner, but also I would really, really love some character development. And as I very often told you, no, developing from two hot people who are not fucking to two people who are now fucking does not count as a character arc. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you say that, <laughs> but, uh, but now seriously, you could actually develop an interesting story around um, uh, like a seemingly uh, frivolous plot uh, like this, uh, because like in the process of knocking boots, uh, you might actually have character development if you do it right. Uh, and like just off the top of my head uh, and, and like coming from my own experience as a sexually repressed closeted former catholic teenage lesbian uh, you are you, you are being... a tv series all in yourself <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm yeah uh, sadly not the only one there are so many tv series waiting to happen <laughs> uh <laughs> 
anyway, I, I, I remember at, uh, at that age, like being fascinated by Frollo from, uh, you know, Victor Hugo's book. Um, uh, his uh, the way he his inner turmoil and sexual neurosis was described, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, Frollo had the excuse of being not just a fictional character but also living in sort of medievalish times, uh, for being such a angsty fuck up. <laughs> uh, whereas I, well, I mean, I I I, I had my issues, but <laughs> so anyway, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that why uh, this uh, this is still something this this topic of uh, you know how you get to fuck if you get to fuck mm-hmm. so to so to speak to put it very bluntly mm-hmm. is still something relevant to many people because uh, we still haven't divorced sexuality from its close associate association with shame and uh, uh, or feeling inadequate mm-hmm. uh, or you know uh, slightly less. Catholic way <laughs> of creating a story about two people fucking uh, would be to explore how you can have a healthy experience with someone you don't have particularly deep feelings for. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the sense that they are in the love of your life or someone you see yourself in a relationship with. Uh, but uh, also that uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you should use their body to just jerk off with no reg- uh, regards to their own well-being and pleasure. Um, so it might be a story about uh, like a one night stand because you don't need the p- characters to keep in touch yeah, sure. and become best friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can have a story about how they've uh, that that ex- that one night stand or that experience has helped uh, one of them or both to understand something about their sexual desires. Or maybe about how, well, maybe I'm not that good at uh, keeping my feelings in check uh, for, you know, for having just sort of flings and one night stands because what uh, I really long for is a relationship and not just a sexual encounter or that, no, you know, the other way around. This is what you really, really uh, need right now. Uh, you want to get over something, you just want to experiment, and you love the boost of flirting and no strings attach, uh, attached uh, sex gives you, etc, etc. So, you know, there's just a wealth of material here, uh, even though it's a premise that gets used very lazily most of the time. Yeah, I mean, you're right, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean that is. That... I mean it's it's not it's not unfortunate that you're right. It's just unfortunate <laughs> that it's used lately. Uh, that that is where all my um, you know anger comes from because I do realize that you could do the same thing but good. <laughs> uh, because your your anger comes from a place of love. Absolutely, as I said in the beginning, I genuinely love the <laughs> the, the things I trash here. <laughs> Um, I could never, I, I could never rage about a movie or a TV series that makes me just be like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do watch these shows for, you know, let's be honest. I watch most of these shows for the beautiful actors uh, and for the escapism it, it, it <laughs> provides and the entertaining factor of it all. But I also watch them because most of the times there are interesting premises and there are interesting characters and uh, there are new ways of playing with an idea or of approaching a subject. 
that might not be uh, all that often on TV. Or just because sometimes I love, you know, a lighter take on uh, speaking about hard things. And also I watch them because most of the times the beginning of the show tends to present some characters that just are so easy to love for a myriad of reasons. And um, the beginning of the show presents relationships that are so easy to get behind. But then the writing talent somehow runs out and uh, mostly in season two, (laughs) the characters and the relationships are shitted all over, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, having went down the rabbit hole of fandoms for about 12 years now, um, you know, I cannot believe how innocent I was 12 years ago and a lot more serene before all this fandom stuff happened in my life. And I had the opportunity to experience firsthand um, in the fandoms the reasons people love TV show. And um, when we're talking real hardcore love, the reason is the love that the people have for a character. I mean, I have never seen um, a fandom based on the love they have for the number of explosions on the show mm-hmm. or the love they have for, I don't know, how well the, so how well the sword handling uh, was <laughs> in an episode. Um, no, if you want your show... The exquisite swordmanship. Yes, 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 you know. So if you want your show to develop a following... I would really like all the writers to know that most people will turn up for the love of your protagonists. So, uh, after so many... Or, or sometimes even the side characters. Yeah, sure, yeah. The the love of some of the characters. I mean, not the love for the idea of big action, how many explosions, how, well, I don't know, how naked the women were, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> So after so many years in fandoms, I was able to see that most people are concerned with good writing more than they are concerned with the shipping wars, even if the shipping wars tend to be the ones that make headlight, you know, I I know that this is like a hot take. Uh, so. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I I think I know what shipping means. I've encountered this term as well. Uh, it, it's like when you're rooting for a relationship, a fictional relationship, yes. like your team, this or that. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. If you, so if you... so shipping wars are like what, what? How would you define them? Well, shipping wars are. Um... Um, obviously you have characters different characters um, in a TV series and um, when the whole um, show starts uh, people are not uh, with each other and um, obviously Mm -hmm. different people feel the chemistry of the characters differently and they feel that some people could hook up with you know different characters and um, also, this is like a pre-hookup thing before the characters are hook hooked up with each other. People yeah. sort of try to guess or they try mm-hmm. to root for this uh, couple or that couple to be to become sort of reality. A lot of the time, it starts as a pre-hookup thing, but also mm-hmm. there are also you know the the. Um, desire of the people who watch the show 
for hookups between characters that you know will never ever ever happen yeah yeah, yeah. it started like long ago with the idea of uh, let's say um first of all people of different races hooking up who mm-hmm. way back when was something that was obviously not going to happen oh the star trek yes and yes like that. and then the right. idea of uh, some characters that people would have liked to be together but that would have mean that they're gay and that also obviously for a long time was not something that was going to happen and um yeah even to to this day a lot of the shipping um, going on in fandom tends to be uh, between characters that are not thought uh, out canon yeah, so, yeah, so to speak yeah they're not canon most of the times yeah mm-hmm. and yeah but there there's also like a, a city underbelly of the shipping thing right of because course. i i think I, I, I distinctly remember you mentioning at one point like uh, people were trying to hook up characters that were brothers or brother and sister. Sure, or I mean, like that's, that. that's what I'm saying, that uh, the shipping wars or, you know, this idea of shipping characters sometimes tends to, mm-hmm. to make headlines and be like, oh, the people who I really love this show are so silly. But this is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if you really are in a fandom... Despite, of course, the silliness and the stupid topics and everything, the core of every fandom is a genuine love for a well-written story and a well-written character. That's my defense of fandoms. <laughs> and, and also, I think, uh, just to clarify, because I know we, we've talked about these things for, for many, many a time, but like when, 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 when we say, both of us, well-written, it doesn't mean, oh, it's some major oeuvre of uh, world uh, literature. It just means that... No. It's it's easy to follow. It's pleasant to read through. It helps you, as you said, uh, escape your daily uh, troubles. Uh, it has likable characters. Maybe the language is playful or just uh, really... Yeah. Uh, they do something interesting in the way they use certain words or the way they write dialogue. So it's not, it's, it's, it's not about it being valuable in the sense that it's critically acclaimed or uh, it has any sort of lasting power yeah sure no 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 so my point is that when i want to see a movie about romantic relationships um a lot of the time i'll end up with uh, uh, just one of two possibilities Um, either it will be um, about the beginning of a romance and a lot of the time if a movie is about how two people end up together it will be a romantic comedy and it will happen in the most unrealistic way possible. It will have big speeches, grand gestures, promises of love everlasting. Yeah, yeah. Probably somebody will start clapping at some point for some reason. And, um, you know, it's just about um, how that was all bullshit, or, you know, or it's about how all of that uh, was bullshit and uh, it can only ever be, um, you know, bullshit because of the ennui of everyday life uh, that gets to erode everything um, or something to that effect. So um, also very interesting, hardly ever will you find the words for movies about the beginning of the relationship. Mm. Most of the times those portrayals 
uh, end up in the guilty pleasure section of the discussion with possible uh, many viewers and commercial success, but no critical acclaim. Um, and uh, I cannot even particularly argue against this because most of the time uh, romantic comedies uh, tend to be bad, mm. um, really bad. <laughs> And uh, sometimes when they do get an award, you feel so embarrassed because somehow some of the worst offenders uh, end up with awards. And I'm really thinking about Shakespeare in Love right now because what the hell? Why did it win an Oscar? I haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> I, I've just seen. I think I've just seen it's, sequences. It's, it's, it's okay. I haven't missed anything. Uh, it's okay. okay. Just no but i mean i mean if 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 i were ever to give a, a big award to a romantic comedy i would give it to about time so if you want to watch uh, um silly beginning of a relationship type of thing watch about time anyway meanwhile the breaking down so, sorry 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 uh, about time about which one was this because uh, I think you might have mentioned it before, but I'm not sure. If I one. say something about it, it will be quite spoilery. Oh, okay. First of all, it's British, so that makes everything better. Oh, don't be one of those people. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, the main gimmick of the movie, it's it, it's nicer if you don't oh, know it before okay. you start watching it. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So, <laughs> So, um, mean, meanwhile, the breaking down, the sad commentary of love consumed by the ever-present problems of everyday life gets all the awards. I mean, that's total Oscar bait, mm -hmm. because of course they do. Apparently, this is the only way you can do grit and realism. I mean, um, and this is what you generally get when it's a movie. This uh, binary of either silly beginning of the relationship or tragedy end of the relationship yeah, you know? th this is like this is like in theater where um, many I, I think even to this day uh, there are there are people who just think that no matter how good a comedy is it's somehow not as valuable as because it's silly oh it's silly mm -hmm. uh, it's not as valuable as I don't know the drama the tragedy the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the, yeah the, the epic the epic yes uh so uh, i think it's 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 uh sort of snob snobbery uh, it is it is to some degree it's it, it it definitely is so um, on the other hand when we talk tv series we are expected to believe that the only possible response to you know the listlessness or restlessness resulting from actually leaving our life can be you know fucking someone else um, or, you know, uh, not, uh, in a more um, uh, nicely put manner, falling in love with someone else. <laughs> um, yeah. So, of course, I do have to put an asterisk here because uh, there is the um, occasional exception to this rule. And that exception is gay relationships. Uh, they do not get to just be bored, you know. They just get generally killed. Oh yeah, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's either that or they become the embodiment of all things fair and balanced and perfect in human relationships. Like they have no dra drama or em uh, they're just all emotional maturity that they sometimes bestow upon straight characters. Uh, they have perfect. Perfect mm -hmm. bodies, hair, and sex life, of course. 
until one of them or both die horribly or stupidly. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I mean, I think this is like a legit trope. I'm not saying that uh, um, things aren't getting better. At least uh, some writers are definitely trying to to uh to write more than just the usual oh this is how they got together look at them how perfect they are oh look at them die uh so they're trying <laughs> but uh, it is it, it is an acknowledged trope i think like uh, the uh, killing off of the, um, the 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 black guy or woman uh, mm-hmm. uh like they're the first to to die in a horror movie Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, the thing is, besides it being a cliche, what is most aggravating is when writers just add insult to injury and have gay characters just die of very meh sort of death because realism, dude, and grit, as you said. Uh, but like, yeah. hey, listen, I don't care about that, honey. I want my homosexual homosexuals to go out with a bang and a sparkler in their ass. I mean. My little lesbian heart requires it, uh, that the world, a place full of many people that have spent uh, considerable time and effort telling me that I shouldn't, uh, you know, exist uh, or inconvenience them. Uh, So I want this world to know that I have left the building, (laughs) you know, just uh, (laughs) and I went up in flames of scarlet, yeah, scarlet and gold sequins everywhere, so... Uh, I, I don't even know. Do are there scarlet sequins? Right. We can we sure can make se- them. Don't worry. Yes. Okay. So like <laughs> I, I want to have them in all colors, but <laughs> so like <laughs> as an as an example of like one of these insulting deaths and lazy writing, I might add, is like because uh, I don't watch a lot of. Uh, movies or TV series. So, we have, so we have a, we have a, we have established. Yes, that. yes, yeah. yes. So my knowledge is uh, not as extended as yours. So I'm, you know, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I came across uh, this uh, Spanish TV uh, series. I think it was like a um, historical drama thingy. Um, it was called, I think, Tierra de Lobos, uh, and it ended something mm-hmm. like six years ago uh but it like had the worst most insulting lesbian death i've uh, witnessed i mean you had the two girls they had an escape plan right everything is set Mm -hmm. they have the money they have the horses because uh, you know this is 19th century spain uh they have a Mm -hmm. destination a place to stay when they get there you know the whole shebang because if there's anything lesbians know how to handle is moving in and then, okay. like, one of them goes back to fetch, fuck knows what, I don't know, a pair of socks or something. And uh, she runs into the dude, she's basically cucked. Well, cucked. <laughs> okay. cucked, cucked in the popular sen- sense, not in the yeah, technical yeah. sense. Uh, okay. By sleeping with her, uh, with, uh, with his uh, wife. So instead okay. of just uh, letting the guy lick his wounds and have his straight guy whose wife has left him because she was a lazo self-pity moment, uh, she rubs it in his face like, oh yeah, I fucked your woman. I fucked her real good. I even, fuck, <laughs> I even fucked her in your own bed. And I was there when you 
came home. Oh, and by the way, when you were fucking her, she was thinking about me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I a really had... bad rap song. <laughs> <laughs> even I, at this point, I'm like, bitch, you don't need to do that. This is like 19th century Spain. Like, you know what? Skip that. 19th century anywhere like skip that you'd probably still you know get into a lot of trouble today in most places in the world if you weren't all fierce lesbian like that on him uh and and you, and, and you know it's like it's shitty anyway like <laughs> basically you're you're interfering in somebody's life be at least decent about it yeah. you know <laughs> and also it's not just 19th century spain the guy also has a gun so like Oh, yeah, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, they have like a shouting match. And get this, the dude somehow is so woke mm-hmm. for this period drama mm-hmm. that he doesn't strangle her or bayonet her or pummel her to death, which I frankly was sort of expecting, given the sort of classical brutal conclusion to a uh, gay relationship in many period dramas. So, you know, mm-hmm. no, like, he tries to leave. She stands in the doorway for some unexplained reason. Oh my he god. He shoves her side. She stumbles, and as she falls, hits her head on the door and drops dead instantly. <laughs> and I was like, seriously, <laughs> Like, death by drawer, death by a thousand year old credenza. Like,. <laughs> You, you see what yeah, I no, mean some, by insulting? Yeah, like, no, some, this is just so def, stupid. Like, every, those, every, those writers like, deserve to, to die by drawer. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, I, I discovered the episode, uh, I think, like two years after, it, uh, after its conclusion, so to speak. Uh, and people on forums who were shipping uh, the lesbian couple, they were still raging about this because they were like, "Of course, this is so." What was the point? <laughs> yeah, what? they were like, what, "What? What purpose did this serve?" Yeah, if you wanted to have them ho- die a horrible death, you could have um, have them die uh, throughout the course of their romance. They've been through a lot of shit, very dangerous stuff, like. Uh, things that you could, you know, like, oh, okay, they, they, they have to die again. But at least, you know, they went down in flames, so to speak. You know, they fought valiantly for their love. They yeah, went through. Sure, or uh, somehow yeah. the, the death can, um, their death can, you know, show you something about those times and the dangers of those times. But apparently the danger was to have a drawer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just put your shit on the floor like I do and you don't have this problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the whole the whole advice about clean your room? Well, maybe don't because if there's a sock to cushion your fall, you might, you know, end up in a loving gay relationship by the end of the TV show. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... Uh, I also, I I watch a lot of, uh, you know, uh, genre TV shows. Mm -hmm. And um, as I said at the beginning, so um, one would think, since in these shows, uh, something uh, unravels the fabric of everyday life, almost, you know, every day or, you know, every episode. And also in a very literal sense, you know, 
something happens like aliens, werewolves, vampires, something. Mm -hmm. So you do not need to also go crazy on the relationship side. And one would hope, since you have so much outside conflict, uh, one might get some steady relationships. Well, mm -hmm. obviously, one would be sadly very wrong, of course. <laughs> so I am just, you know, I'm, I'm just a girl sitting here asking why are writers so averse to writing healthy, interesting relationship? Like, I feel like it's their kryptonite. Mm. The beginning is always great, like out of this world great, but once they get there, it's like they have no idea what to do, so they immediately destroy the relationship. And is it really nothing of interest in how people navigate a relationship that these people could write about? I think, I think uh, for all the sort of uh, sneering... Uh... Uh, at uh, telenovelas, uh, well, I mean, at, at least at least in our country, but I'm I'm sure uh, there's uh, quite a lot of sneering going on in other cultures as well. Sure. Uh, yeah. Somehow, mm -hmm. many 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 movie relationships just take on the telenovela approach to relationships. Yes. In the sense yes. That, exactly. Uh, you have the build up, so they get to know each other, and uh, everything's great, and then. They never do anything else but like, oh, es tu hijo. Yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's something very shocking, something that just, uh, you know, yeah. there's never room for them to discuss things and like um, to figure things out and just, okay, let's, you know, this is very unexpected and clearly a shocker, but like, let's talk things over. No, it's like, no, I never want to see you again. And then... You know, this usually takes place like um, at the half point of the show and then the other half is spent trying to mend the relationship because it's usually yeah. they, they yeah, usually yes. get back uh, with the person they were supposed to be with from the get go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but like and, and this in TV shows, sometimes, as you said, like there's like a mix up. So they hook up with someone else or whatever. But it's like. It's still basically the telenovela approach where you have this uh, artificial uh, conflict that uh, just uh, turns into either a shouting match or like a very prolonged pouting session where <laughs> where none of them wants to talk things yeah, out. Yeah, and this extremely contrived miscommunication things where like, yeah, no, nobody would misunderstand that, but somehow it happened. So, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I keep yeah. telling myself when, when I watch this that, you know, there is such a thing as outside drama, seriously. Or, you know, even inside drama that is not necessarily somebody having a threesome. And there are character flaws and there are incompatibilities of, even between people who love each other. Um, you know, and there is like, this, like some people like some people like uh, cow's milk, some people like almond milk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and, they have, and they have a limited budget. You have to pick one. <laughs> and, um, you know, also there is this, uh, like, actual compelling idea where, you know, like, two people love each other, but somehow uh, love is not enough. But no, always uh, the, the, the go-to thing 
uh, is like, well, well, let's just fuck someone else every other episode. And, you know, be epically in love with one person this episode and with the other in the next episode until the writers decide who should win this lovely war and then proceed towards character assassination because, you know, what other way to end the love triangle? You cannot just end it because you don't just like one of the two people. No, you just have to screw over one of the characters with extremely lazy bad writing, of course, mm-hmm. you know? And who wants this? Like, I, I sit there and I watch it and I wonder, like, who wants this? Who watches a genre show and actually wants a love portrayed at the beginning as epic, cosmic, and uh, who wants it to see that, that crumble in three minutes? I mean, what is the deal in all of these shows? Like, aliens are real, werewolves, you know, sexily roam the earth, vampires can have hard-ons without a functional heart and, you know, functional blood flow. But you know, when we draw the line of stuff that is actually possible, we draw it at an enduring relationship with good writing. Because seriously, even make-believe has limits. Like, what the hell? What the hell? Seriously, you know. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually curious about your opinion uh, on um, uh, sort of what I feel like is the other big offender, mm. uh, whereby writers uh, depict couples who are like not at the beginning of their relationship or at a very uh, poignant crisis point. Uh, mm-hmm. So they are in a long-term relationship, indeed. Uh, and they aren't cheating or uh, thinking about threesomes, or you know maybe they are, but it's not uh, like a crucial part of the show and of mm-hmm. their interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this comes at the cost of them being almost asexual. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with them, mm-hmm. you know, with anyone being asexual, but like uh, when it's just sort of uh, pictured as a natural. Uh, evolution and consequence you know of, uh, of, of being a in a long-term relationship, relationship. Yeah, yeah yeah and uh, people just being very blasé about uh, both their sex life and uh about basically their them being together and mm-hmm. living together so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and 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 you know they're more annoyed with each other than anything else and if there ever was any affection between them uh, mm-hmm. By the time we sort of experience their story, it's long gone. So you know, yeah. there's no nothing there. It's like they just seem to be begrudgingly together, rather than because they've uh, sort of come to uh, better understand what it is they like about each other and what they can um, provide for one another. Or you know, those movies um, in which. Oh my god, this one annoys me as well. Uh, so, uh, you know those movies in which the spouse, uh, one of the spouses uh, realizes there's something missing in their relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, although they usually just stick to the, uh, you know, oh, our sex life is not as good as it used to be. Okay. Uh, and then uh, they either have like a sexual reawakening, uh, like the dad or husband in uh, American mm-hmm. Beauty. Or the wife uh, is concocting some oddball scheme, like, uh, say, hiring a prostitute uh, to lure her husband into a scenario where she tests if he would cheat on her. And thus she learns about his desires. And it's all sometimes portrayed as some sort of 
petit bourgeois sexual frustration mm -hmm. slash king mm -hmm. thing. I don't know. It's weird. And like, you're a grown ass, you're grown ass people, and you cannot have an honest and frank conversation about this, you know. Or at the very least, as viewers, I think we could get a story yeah. in which the drama is the tension that is caused by their difficulty in discussing these things and sorting their lives out, yeah. right? Because, like, you can make... Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to portray positive things or good people or mature people, but the way that you present those things can actually uh, reveal uh, things that we don't talk about as of often. Of course, of course. Like that's the whole point of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, you, you, we we can't have that, no. right? So no. Instead, we have like Fanny Ardan and uh, in Natalie or uh, Julianne Moore in Chloe, uh, hiring the hookers to spy on their husband. And then you know they're interviewing the hooker. Like, what did you do to him? And did did he like it? It's like, bitch, ask your husband. Like. God, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a hooker on my speed dial. Every time I feel like I don't know something about my husband, that's my go-to move, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you know. I, 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 I am frankly offended that I am not on speed dial, but the hooker is. <laughs> you are right under the hooker. You see the things... That, well, I mean... <laughs> You see the the things the things people people find out when uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah 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 so well I'm very disappointed in you Irina we could make an episode <laughs> of of a TV series about this so you know um, um, I, I I sort of rambled uh, a lot until now without actually naming names <laughs> uh, so I think I should maybe tell something about the worst offenders that you know scarred my soul from teenage years to adulthood and you know those scars will be let there just, forever let me just have a moment yeah <laughs> Let me just get yeah. the like the like the the, the, the bells and go uh -huh. like shame shame <laughs> yeah. shame let's shame them let's name let's let's name them and shame them of course of course so um, since you know this will totally reveal my age which is you know I'm forty years old so I have to start with uh, what was a, a staple of my teenage years and probably everybody who's somewhere around my age and that is Beverly Hills. And uh, I have been scarred for all eternity by, you know, the bad writing, but uh, by uh, Luke and Kelly screwing Brenda over. And um, I just had to, to, to let go of my emotional in involvement in that show. And uh, sure, the show was a clusterfuck, you know, but, you know, I was 14 years old. So, well, um, so I got over that. And um, the next thing that I watched that I Sorry, really... I have absolutely no idea about mm. uh, what happened in Beverly Hills because I think I was like maybe seven at the time. Well, well uh... Uh, what, 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 to, to, to summarize, what, what, what's the really bad thing that happened between those people? It's just that... Um... Did they just uh, cheat on yes, each other? Yes, or... yes, pretty, pretty much. But uh, like uh, Kelly and Brenda were, you know, best friends. Uh, and Brenda had this uh, tumultuous relationship with Luke. And then uh, she has to go away for a little while. And, of course, uh, her best friend and her boyfriend 
don't have anything else to do because it wasn't in the script and they just you know fuck each other are they also teenagers in the in the series yes uh, yes they are they are teen, somewhat teen, teen, teenage in uh, in they're in high school yes yeah i guess that explains a bit of it sure i mean it, it it's hard to think back now because now i remember how they looked like they were 30 years old and the writing was horrible and everything was horrible but you know back then i didn't know that <laughs> um so uh, one of the there you go having standards yeah uh so looking back one of the next ones that uh, really you know grabbed me and then scarred me was uh, Dawson's Creek and Dawson's Creek had uh, three main characters Dawson that's in the title um Pacey and Joey now there also was another girl but I wasn't into her so I don't it but anyway, the, the the fourth character is the it is the only act, actress that actually had a career after that. But never mind her. <laughs> um, anyway, the the point is that the TV series starts with uh, this idea that somehow Dawson, who was the character in the title name of the TV series, um, has this best friend, his childhood Joey. And um, there starts to be this uh, unresolved sexual tension there, uh, and somehow they might end up together. But um, unfortunately for the writers, on the screen, Joey has this great uh, chemistry with Pacey. Um, And uh, somehow the writers, for a couple of seasons, just try to fight that because they're like, but this is not what we are trying to write. Well, we're sorry. But, you know, um, the, the chemistry of some actors uh, ends up changing what is written on the page, you know. Uh, and uh, TV is a visual mm. ma- medium, and sometimes no amount of writing can fabricate or negate what transpires from actually seeing the people playing those roles. Even if, like, I stopped watching somewhere in season four because, no, I, I couldn't take it anymore. But I had to, 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 to check out what happened to Pacey and Joey at the end of the TV series. Um, and they end up together in the very last episode of the show. And this is one other trope that is horrible for TV shows. Like, it works with, a you know, variable degrees of success in movies because... Two hours is not a huge life investment, but, uh, you know, I can sit there for two hours to see the protagonists end up together at the end. But God damn it, I do not have the patience for six years to watch a TV show and to be happy that instead of seeing a relationship, I see two two seconds kiss at the end of the last episode. That, that, Mm. That makes you feel extremely cheated as, as a viewer, you know? Yeah. And um, it's like a, a, cli- a, a an inbuilt cliffhanger for that relationship. Yes, Only it yes. probably never gets resolved because it's the end of the series. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's like it's it, it it's a horrible thing. And I don't know why the writers have this impression that like we gave you what you wanted. No, we wanted to see an actual relationship develop. We didn't want a two seconds thing at the end. But well, anyway. Yeah, I think I think I I I think I think that's a that's an excellent point. I think that uh, perhaps many writers, well, you know, many probably don't 
don't know how to write about like an unfolding relationship perhaps mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think many just have this sort of very target oriented way of thinking about relationships mm -hmm. like they just have to like go through some hoops and at the end of it you get the reward which is either uh getting the person you love or getting back with the person mm -hmm, you love mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh so 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 the whole the whole way they write these relationships is just uh i think i think that that, that this is the reasoning that well actually uh it's <laughs> i mean it's like people who focus so much on the orgasm that everything else gets dropped just because we need to have this we need to have this baby <laughs> you know so it doesn't yes. matter if it's just like very annoying grueling harrowing unpleasant experience experience <laughs> until we get there but it's like we got there baby yes <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So I feel that's, like that's, that's I, yeah, feels, I, feel, yeah. I feel like they're like whoa. Their 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 reaction probably to like um, unhappy fans would be like whoa. Like I, I I gave you the relationship in the end, didn't I? But that is genuinely their their reaction. Because that's the only thing that counts. Yeah. So um, you know um, another an, an, another show that I like really madly truly loved was Gilmore Girls and um, okay Gilmore Girls main relationship was between a mother and uh, her um, daughter uh, so and that was done very nicely and it, the TV series had a lot of say um, a, a lot to say about family dynamics and all of that but also had a lot of, to say about how you can do relationships bad and uh, um, the girl Rory from the from the TV series uh, has has this first boyfriend, and I hated I hated you know uh, to see Dean's her first boyfriend character assassination because of bad writing, uh, and all of Rory's relationships uh, have been badly executed because uh, they gave her like great chemistry in the beginning. Uh, but then all of her relationships were killed by the lack of writing ability. Um, but of course... Um... Also, also uh, just out of curiosity, because I, I you know, again, I haven't seen Gilmore yeah, last yeah. year. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, did they actually, because uh, I always try to think of ways you could use broken relationships or behavioral patterns did they at least make anything out of the fact that oh she keeps having these relationships where everything is fine and dandy at the beginning but then somehow no, things uh, fall no, apart no, they... no, no 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 so it was just bad writing yes <laughs> oh well i i did try i did try you, you, you did <laughs> well and um yeah. one of the one one other tv show that um, I, I, I really got into, um, it was Felicity. And um, I really felt hard for this show because the main protagonist that was named Felicity was a student at a medical school and uh, she drops out of the medical field and changes her future. And I was in my first year of medical school then. 
when the show started and also <laughs> yeah you know and i also had doubts about whether to go on or not so you know the show really spoke to me and i was so happy to to see you know so so many of my own struggles in the student that gave up medical school and uh, in the struggle to find meaning in friendships and figuring out her place in the world you know you because she also moved from home and was in a completely a different city like i was but then they had to go on and bring in a love triangle you know the trope that i discovered i hate the most when it comes to horribly romantic drama you know horribly done romantic drama and uh, mm-hmm. this idea mm-hmm. of behaving like a pendulum between uh, the two and uh, it was done with such bad writing and just for the sake of drama and it was horrendous and it ruined the show for me and you know i had to stop watching <laughs> and uh, then there there have been other like silly shows that i couldn't really get into they, they they were quite famous at the time like one tree hill and the oc but i didn't get very hard into them and the next one that i really got into like you know i i should have known that it was a Um, TV series. Your heart will be broken once again. Yeah, but again. you know, like it's a TV series made by MTV. Like, what was I expecting? But anyway, <laughs> it, uh, it's it's Teen Wolf. You know, robust writing. That's what you were expecting. <laughs> yes, um, Teen Wolf. But you know, uh, Teen Wolf was a show that just was really all over the place, um, and uh, you couldn't really get emotionally involved but i kept watching because you know i i, I could I, i could do it in a detached kind of way even if i liked a lot of things but i didn't like really love it but still i did not understand that uh, there was this um, uh, protagonist his name was styles and he really is into this girl lydia at the beginning of the show and for all of the seasons He sort of likes her, but she has zero, you know, interest in him. And at the end, they also get their like two seconds where she tells him she loves him. Like, what? <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I sit there and if, if there is still somebody emotionally attached to the idea of them together, they certainly did not wish for a two second scene at the end of the show. So why do show writers think that this is what people who believe the chemistry of the two actors want? Like, do they never actually, like, I don't know, make a poll or uh, try to find out, you know, from the viewers, like, we would like to know what would you desire? Something to, you know, something we could actually write or like a, a scene at the end. <laughs> You know this this thing you keep mentioning about uh, just uh, getting the characters together like uh, the end of the season or series or things mm-hmm. like that. It feels like the equivalent of like uh, deathbed conversions. You know, like it's that thing where uh, <laughs> if someone uh, if you tell someone, oh, I'm an atheist or I don't particular, I'm not particularly religious, they go, oh, but you will be. You know, when you're deathbed and. When the time comes, you you will, you know, accept, I don't know, Jesus in your heart. And I'm like, okay, suppose I do. And suppose I do it kind of sincerely, you know, as sincerely as you can when you're desperate. Because that's why you're doing it, right? But I mean, but like, what's, 
what what's the point because the only point that could be you know argued that there is is the very selfish point of oh maybe i get like a sticker from uh, <laughs> yeah. the high and mighty god because i did say i do at the very last moment but in terms of my impact throughout life on uh, people around me on the sort of person i was it has zero impact like you've lived your life already you've done you know bad things if you're a bad person or you know maybe you were just a decent person but you didn't believe in god so it's like it's done there's no point to it so it's like yeah it's like death bad conversions to me it's like there's no point to it yeah and and uh, um and what 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 bothers me is that you know in this uh, lovely modern times where um uh, people can complain about TV shows and the writers can just ignore them on Twitter. Um, <laughs> um, you know, um, a, a lot of the viewers try to make their problem known. And the reaction you mostly see is that the writers are like, the, the, the viewer desires should not influence art. And I'm like, Sure, I'm all for I'm 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 more for that, you know, for uh, artistic integrity. But you know, it's Teen Wolf. It's not some <laughs> deep labor of love from the part of dedicated yeah, creators. Yeah. So you know, shut up, you know, <laughs> seriously. And uh, I, uh, when I mention um, you know writers being somewhat uh, hard of hearing when um, fans complain, I cannot mention one of the big loves of my life, which is the which is Supernatural. Um, not the love, but the TV series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, romantic relationships are not big on this show. Uh, and uh, the writers, during the show's very wrong, uh, long run, I stopped watching in season seven, but uh, it, 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 now they're in their final season. Um, the writers kept saying that they wouldn't be averse to having the boys be in a romantic relationship, but it's not what the viewers want. And you know what? Yes, the show had a big following who was writing incest fic. This is where you know the incest fic from. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the main real reason viewers reacted terrible to the two times the show tried to introduce romantic relationships for the boy was because they were horrendously written so horrendous that it made your brain melt, you know? But sure, let's not address our possible shortcomings and writers and let's just use the audience as scapegoats and be like, these silly women cannot take seeing the boys they love being with, you know, some women in a relationship. Yeah, sure, that's the problem. They get you know? jealous. They get jealous. They, exactly. they want them to be available. But, yes, exactly. But that was genuinely what they thought and what they said in conventions and, uh, you know, different Q&As. And, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, the, in, in this uh, line of all TV series, the only movie that managed to, to, to hurt me as much as a TV show um, was the movie Before Midnight. Uh, that is part of a trilogy, Before Sunrise and Before Sunset, the, the, the first two movies, are two of my all-time favorite movies in the world. And um, both movies are about connection, about uh, people, two people being able to communicate, and about love, 
and uh, a love that speaks um, uh, from you know one protagonist to the other. And when I heard that they're making a third movie, I was so happy. And the movie did not run in any cinema in the city. And uh, I traveled to Bucharest to see it. You know, like I like I, I had a ten hour train ride, train ride to to go see it. And um, of course, I could have illegal illegally watched it but you know no I was like committed and I wanted to see it in the cinema and support the movie because it was sort of a little movie and my god was I a fool you know (laughs) because apparently the only way to end the trilogy about love and you know a love that communicates and a love that brings the people together is to rip it apart and make it make them unable to communicate because somehow the characters are now way into adulthood, and uh, that's what you get for not dying young, I guess. I don't know. You you end up grumpy, and somehow your brain reverts to being that of a teenager who is incapable of uh, talking things over. Apparently, apparently. And um, I, I, I left for last the latest corporate, um, which is the one that actually got uh, our conversation started, <laughs> Uh, on this subject lately and uh, that completely completely made my blood pressure rise and my blood boil and my brain rage and that is the um, remake of Roswell New Mexico and dear lord like this one played the trick on me like I started watching it on a whim because I sort of liked the original way back way when I was a teenager and um, the char- what was the original about? It's pretty much the same thing. Also, aliens, three three aliens, uh, two two boys and a girl um, are on Earth for some reason. They don't know the reason, and uh, they just try to get about their daily life without other people realizing they're aliens. And of course, stuff starts to happen to them. But one of the main thing is their interaction with the humans. So, um, you know, I start watching it and the original, in, in the original, the characters were teenagers, but in this remake, the characters were actually, you know, adults. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, we're not in teenage drama, hopefully. Uh, yay, grown-ups. <laughs> and you know somehow among aliens and government conspiracies and uh, um, amongst all that but the characters seemed to be adulting somewhat believable and um, um, there are two main relationships one is between Liz and Max Max is the alien, Liz is the human and they like each other, but, you know, they cannot be together for some serious reasons and they work through those reasons and they end up together at the end of the first season uh, after they actually solve the main issue that was keeping them from being together. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm hopeful, like, oh, my God. And the directors can actually act. And... Uh, my favorite character from the original series was Michael, one of the three aliens. And um, in the original series, he had this very, you know, hot relationship with a girl named Maria. But uh, in this remake, he does not have a love for the ages with Maria. Uh, he turns out to be bisexual in this one. 
and uh, his love interest is uh, uh, a guy named Alex and like in the first 10, ep- 10 episodes the show builds this like cosmic love between them and the actors have like oh my god the chemistry like they ooze you know attraction every time they, they are they, somewhere they, they, they ooze chemistry <laughs> They they lose chemistry, you know, and you see flashbacks of their relationship and you get background information about them and their relationship and you get like uh, love confessions and, you know, epic makeout session and you have the hot sex scenes and I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is, this show is like what I was looking for. And then, you know, 10 episodes of this and in episode 11, Apparently, Michael has some sort of hidden feelings for Maria that were so well hidden that like nobody nobody mentioned them and uh, at all. Um, but apparently, you know who mentioned them? The writers on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and that's the place. Many... That's the place to do it. Of, of course, and 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 somehow, uh, even if the show uh, happens, uh, you know talks about uh, a 10-year gap. In in those 10 years, Michael and Maria could have had a relationship because Alex was in the army. So they were alone in, in, in a town where not much happens. But like, no, 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 no. Of course, they, they, they didn't have in those 10 years no interaction. Nothing happened. And then, bam. And not only do they ruin what they've built about the relationship, you know, from Michael and Alex, but they also ruined the characterization of Maria because uh, at the beginning she is described uh, as this woman who saves herself, who doesn't need like a man uh, for, you know, self-actualization or something, uh, who is an awesome friend. And then in two seconds flat, uh, apparently she saves herself, I don't know, via cock. (laughs) And, you know, but not uh, some random cock. No, no, no. Of course, she chooses Michael, who's the love of the life of her best friend. Like, Alex is her best friend. And, mm-hmm. like, what? Why? Like, basically, in one episode, they destroyed all, not just the relationship between uh, Alex and Michael, but also the friendships and the characterization up until then. And it's like, just like that, it's screw character development. Welcome out of character behavior, fuck continuity, fuck logic and reason. And, you know, let's embrace the trope of tropes, the horrifying love triangle, you know. But somehow it, we should like this love triangle because it's one for the modern times with a bisexual person. And we have to somehow think that this is woke and not notice that they also make the bisexual person a complete stereotype who's not able to decide between a girl and a boy, you know? Mm. And this is where I feel like the fake wokeness on the behalf of the writers come in because they understand the need for representation um, or at least they understand that it gets them visibility Mm. and therefore it gets them viewers and money. But uh, they go for the most hurtful cliché um and i stopped watching then at the end of season one fortunately 
because in season two they actually make them have a threesome. Oh my god! <laughs> and 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 does that and does that solve their uh, problems and their shattered friendship and relationship? No, no, because you know at least <gasps> no, you, you know. It at, <laughs> but you, you know if 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 at least it would have been that like I I. If if I would have heard that they somehow managed to uh, make a working polyamorous relationship on a, this kind of show, I would have been yeah okay I'm I'm all up for it. But no, they they somehow make the gay guy sort of being gay except for this one moment where he wanted to kiss his best friend who was a girl. Back when he was five, and he thought he was going to marry her, but uh, no, I, like no, no, like seriously, I cannot explain it. <sighs> it was such a clusterfuck. People got so angry, so angry. A lot of people just, you know, in in the in the fandom, not only the people stopped watching, like people who 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 wrote about this, you know, a lot of fan fiction. There were people who genuinely took down their. Uh, fix they they just like they they couldn't handle having anything more to do with this show and 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 the main writer of this show she just like oh but you know we we managed to shock audience and this is what art is all about and I'm like oh, oh yeah. shock value. <laughs> yes so you know i i guess our our point at the end is, you know, why are healthy, actually working relationships so hard to find in mainstream media? And like my preferred opinion is because I think they are the hardest to write and um, hardest to write in a way that is meaningful to the others that watch it. And also I think that... Um, but I also think it's worth demanding it from, from mainstream media. And um, because these this tropes can be genuinely hurtful. And a lot of the ideas that uh, you keep seeing in movies after movies and shows after shows, somehow they, they, they take place in your brain and are somewhere in there and, you know, alter the way you think about life and relationships in general and uh, mm -hmm. that is why I, I i i genuinely believe that it it is needed because uh, there is no one and only there is no soulmate uh, and sometimes love does not find a way even if you know the love is cosmic mm -hmm. and um, there are no huge reserves of people of remarkable sexual prowess just waiting for your virgin ass to fall in love with them. And uh, also, uh, there is nothing particularly sexy about jealousy. This, this is one thing that I hate, that a lot of movies and shows make jealousy like somehow, this is how you know he loves you. Like, what the fuck? This, uh, these ideas of the jealous person or the intense person that... They're not actually good things, but they tend to be portrayed mm -hmm. like that. Uh, also about love triangles that mostly are portrayed as people cheating on each other. And no, seriously, no, they're not fun. You, you, could, you could portray them in a nice way, 
you know, in an actually loving, respectful, polyamorous relationship, but I've yet to see something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this thing where you, you never see people needing to actually work emotionally uh, or, you know, people actually putting the physical work, you know, not the sexy kind, but like the helping in the kitchen and <laughs> helping, I know, ironing the clothes. Uh, but the fact that you need to put in the work in a relationship, it's not the end of the like the all cosmic love. Um, and also no, you know, wonderful uh, out of this world love is not freaking cosmic. Every freaking day, 24-7, you know, even cosmic has days mm -hmm. off, you know, sometimes it has maybe years off and you can put this in serious terms or you can mention it while fighting, I don't know, tentacle aliens in your basement. But either way, <laughs> it's worth mentioning because these shows and these movies, they, they, they uh, build the... Uh, the things that people think about when they think about relationships and either you end up feeling completely dissatisfied with your own you know love or you just feel like well it's not worth it because it's definitely going to end up badly and in boredom and in i don't know waiting for my day of death so i can get out of this relationship <laughs> If, if, if you feel that, oh my God, maybe I, I, I need to fine-tune a little bit this relationship, instead of uh, you having all these background uh, images of how to do that, you just have like, oh my God, this relationship is not perfect anymore. I just need to fuck somebody else. That will fix it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, also, there's also the... the... Uh, so, you know, while, as you said, mending uh, a broken relationship or just uh, keeping a relationship humming along is not really doesn't get uh, enough representation. On the other hand, what gets plenty of representation is the fear of missing out thing that uh, mm, people mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like this relationship is bad. Uh, things are I, we don't have any you know particular problem we need to fix but like but i wonder am i missing out on things it's like yes it's yeah. so weird yeah. because like you either uh okay like you can genuinely have a character uh that is going through that phase and has that inner t uh, turmoil but like you should have something determine that because it's so weird like People who are happy, who are genuinely happy and fulfilled, they don't just, like, even if they feel like, uh, you know, I need to see someone else to spice things up. Like, as you said, you can actually have a discussion because if the relationship yeah. is working well and you can communicate with the person you're with and you trust them not to overreact or, you know, uh, just catastrophize once you say, oh, well, you know, I feel like I, I need to try something out in my life. I still love you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, 
I don't know. It's just it it just seems like it's out of the blue, and it's just something that the writers have like created because obviously when you're writing something, that's what you learn. You, like you have to have like a disruptive moment. You have an initial uh, setting where where you have balance and things are you know this, you have a status quo, and then you have to have something disrupt that. And you know and how do you disrupt of, that? I... I, I, I have this feeling that uh, in like recent years, uh, the disruptive moment has to be like shocking. I, I, oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I think this, this idea of shock value, uh, that somehow good writing equals shocking writing, um, somehow got a lot of traction. I don't know. Oh, well. I think uh, it I might think... be. I think it might be. Because uh, the, the 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 some of the writers are trying to uh, one up uh, uh, parts of the fandom at least who are very keen yeah. on mm -hmm. guessing what might come next. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, some that's writers feel the pressure, yeah. the pressure to be oh no, but wait, you thought this was going to happen, but no, actually something <laughs> yeah, else will happen. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, and and, and so just I... to sort of reinforce the the point you were making, and to you know to circle back to the thing we've promised at the beginning of the episode that all these grievances will uh, result in a like an um, an overall serious point mm -hmm. is that uh, you know it's not just oh you're ruining my movie you're ruining something I enjoy. The reason why I think this is a legitimate discussion to have a legitimate demand uh, that you can uh, ask of uh, uh, movie makers and uh, writers uh, is that although it's not just movies and TV shows that sort of create this, uh, how should I put it, repository of possible things that we all draw from as a, as a, as a, Indirect experience, right? Because you can mm -hmm. learn about things like relationships, either from your experiences or those of your friends or acquaintances. Uh, some of the things you get passed uh, down uh, from uh, your family, you know, like the family wisdom and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's it, it, it's sort of, you have a sort of limited, well, most of us, um, time period in which you... you can try out things and get to learn about this thing because life intervenes you sure. have yeah you have sure. a job you you have different things going on uh so uh the learning horizon is not that broad uh and uh whether you think you are being influenced or not by the mm -hmm. media you consume right because yeah you read books but like most people most of the stuff they consume is uh, through media, whether it be, you know, TV shows, movies, video games, uh, or, sure. or other things like that. Uh, so, May course, Mainstream uh, is when... called mainstream for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, when, uh, you know, uh, with uh, video games like a few years ago, when the whole issue was raised of, you know, maybe we could have 
more round, well-rounded characters. Maybe you could be more mature about female representation in video games. Maybe you could discuss uh, different topics regarding people who are not, you know, the chiseled, uh, blonde, muscly army man, you know. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, you could have a breadth of topics uh, to build your characters uh, and, and like game around. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, some people just had this very uh, adverse reaction because, you know, they were very protective of whatever they felt what was like their turf. Uh, mm -hmm. But ultimately, because uh, they said like, oh, it's just games, like whatever, mm -hmm. we want big tits and we cannot lie. <laughs> big butts and big tits and we cannot lie. But the thing is, like for many people, this is what they consume. And uh, in conjunction with, uh, like we said, uh, TV uh, series and movies that don't necessarily do a much better job, uh, you just get fed these uh, ideas of what is possible and what you should expect mm -hmm. a relationship to be and uh, how you could possibly handle betrayal or boredom or any hiccups within a relationship. And then if uh, you don't happen to have absolutely great friends like I do... <laughs> in your life who you know who will help you with advice and they will listen to your you know sobbings and incoherent ramblings about oh the world is being shitty to me uh and and help you out uh you're you're left pretty much on your own trying to figure things out and uh, you know by drawing yeah. from this uh as i said repository of possible outcomes and it's not looking good. It's not good. <laughs> so this is why this is this is this is not just about movies being yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a very good summary. Yeah, I think that's a very good summary, and I think we've pretty much talked a lot about this, <laughs> and I think we can stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Until the next and until the next thing that makes us rage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for anyone uh, listening. Thank you. And see you again uh, soon. Bye. Bye.